Welcome back to Advanced BS Outlaws Part 5. We're finally finishing Ooh. up on Outlaws. This is this is Logan Nielsen talking right now. Who's this? Oh, that's me. I'm to your left. I'm Caleb Wood. Oh my god. And then to my There's another person in this room with us. Steve Wonderlick. Oh my god. Yeah. I am not an outlaw. Steve and Caleb from the podcast. Yeah. That's we right. haven't seen each other in years. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. <laughs> these were all all these episodes were recorded twenty years ago. Yep. <laughs> we take very long breaks in between all of them. We were on hiatus. Mm-hmm. But I uh, paid my grandchildren to release these slowly. Yes. <laughs> um, so it seems like we're still around. Hopefully those kids get bored. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, you're right. That's <laughs> you can't, can't talk uh, in the present if it's the uh, but uh, we are But let's yeah. talk about the past. That's my segue. That's, That's a nice. good segue. Yeah, right. That's why I was just letting you have it. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about some Depression-era outlaws. So we've moved past the Old West. We talked about some well-known outlaws from other countries. Now it's the the 1920s, 1930s outlaws, people on the run. The definition of outlaws changed a little bit. They weren't necessarily wanted dead or alive that civilians could go out and kill these people. But in a way, I think they would have gotten away with it if they had. Oh, I think so. And the police mm-hmm. definitely could go and just shoot them for anything well, at that they, point. They started at that point just being like, let's just kill these guys. Like, it was originally like, right. let's try to catch them. And there were, for, became... for both of these, so what we're going to be talking about today is John Billinger and Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. And there are a lot of gangsters from that era, but these are really the ones that are known for being outlaws on the run from the law and going all over the country, right. avoiding people. And they were also famous for robbing banks and robbing stuff like that as well, just like and the just previous like the And when, when we excluded Capone, because he was... He was more organized crime and like he, he yeah. wasn't an outlaw he wasn't, he wasn't an, an outlaw. outlaw he was he was wanted they were trying to get him but he wasn't going anywhere yeah and, and not even just couple you said we, we weren't doing like uh, baby, baby face, face nelson and, uh... and baby face nelson at times was on the run but he still hung around chicago for the most part dillinger was wanted and dillinger changed his name and his looks and people right. pursued him across the country Bonnie and Clyde were wanted. They were chased all over the country. But so they were the ones that as I was looking were very much uh, on the run, and people were out to get him. And there were just law enforcement officers telling each other, like, if you see these guys, kill them. Yeah. Like, because we're done. We're tired of it. And it really did get to the point, like, we're tired of chasing them. They've killed a lot of police officers, so let's just end this. shoot on site. Yeah. Gas is expensive. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I got things to do. Gas costs 25 cents a gallon, guys. What are we doing out here? Actually, the fun fact about, the fun fact <laughs> about uh, Dillinger, or not Dillinger, sorry, Bonnie and Clyde, just really quick. The amount of money the country spent on trying to capture Bonnie and Clyde was way more than they ever took. It was like $2 million spent to try and bring them in. (laughs) And they ended up stealing, I think, total, like, less than $100,000 overall. Wow. Well, I mean, also... It's back in the 30s and Depression era, era, and all the robbing was, like, grocery stores. Well, I would would imagine the, the, the justification was that, was that... If we don't bring them in, this is going to get glamorized. So that's what the money spent. It did. Yeah. And they actually waited to the moment that like it got de-glamorized. Is that a word? Like the 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 moment the public turned on them is when they set up the sting to get them. Wow. Right. And it's because Dillinger or Dillinger. God, no, I should start with Dillinger. And get that out of my head. But it's because Clyde killed so many people. The public was like, "All right, that's enough." Now like, for a while, they're like, "Oh yeah." And yeah. then they're like, that's a lot of people. Yeah, now now you're just a murderer. Yeah. You're, you're no One like, or two was just you escaping. Now you're just murdering people, and we, we don't like that. Well, yeah, because then I think it started being, like, innocent people. Yeah. Like, they started... Oh, because they were stealing cars to get away, and they yeah, killed they, the people. they started just shooting people. I, I mean, people. we won't get into Bonnie... I won't, I'll start oh, with yeah. Dillinger, but Bonnie and Clyde did... They, the reason they got... I mean, we could just get into them. I mean... Well, oh, we can start with Bonnie and Clyde, but the reason... Or would you Bonnie, rather get into Yeah, let's... No, it doesn't matter. But uh, Bonnie and Clyde, the reason that they were, like... They first got their prestige is because they used to capture uh sheriffs law officers people they were stealing cars from drive them way far away and then make them get out and return home but they would also give them money half the time is like here's 50 bucks find your way home we're gonna be well gone by the time you get back to the city and so people are like oh they're they're letting people live they give them money to get home safely they're just they're these criminals, and back in that time, still were criminals. Were like, oh, these people—they're—they're they're outlaws. They're right, on the run. But, they're well, and you gotta realize they're fighting the establishment. This time really isn't that long after the Wild West. Like, right. it's kind of crazy because they seem like they're completely different. Well, we're talking twenty years. Yeah, they're not that far apart because what they started in what the nineteen nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties, nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties. So yeah, a lot of our outlaws. I mean, hell, like in the last episode, we covered outlaws that were still doing shit into the nineteen tens. Yeah, you know? we're still holding so up things like, in nineteen ten. Yeah, so th- there's still the mentality of just like oh heroes of the west but now they have cars 
Well, yeah. and, and I mean, <laughs> yeah. even one of the guys we talked about, it and... was Black Bart. He was like, kind of like, oh, he was super, he was super chill. Let's uh, let's not yeah. give him as and much. And he of a was, sentence. he especially was doing like the nineteen twenties, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was yeah. in the twenties. Yeah. So like, I, I think there was there was like a if there was a sense of decorum. But he was doing it in the, the west because we're yeah. in the east well, and we're the, in yes. east, middle and, and east. And I think the reason that this kind of blew up, and I, I really think a lot of this is like people started being like, oh, that's horrific. It's no more people shooting each other with shotguns and pistols. Now we actually have Tommy guns, and we Machine have guns and we have automatic weapons to an extent, and like that is a little bit more brutal when you shoot up an area and a bunch of people are getting hit as a yeah. bystander. There's, there's not aim; it's just it's yeah. It's yeah there, there's point spray. spray. There's no more. There's and no more being this pictures. Like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, then they start. That was the thing. Those you find those old newspapers. They just showed like, hey, here's a dead body with his fucking yeah, here's face six blown people off. Are dead. Here's a picture. Yeah. But yeah, it read was, that in the morning. But yeah, it was it was no more about being this like cool gunslinger who you know who had great aim could get who they wanted. Instead, it was just right. like, yeah, yeah, we need to like, we need to put as much lead into the air as possible. Yeah. So let's let's talk Bonnie and Clyde. We can start. Great. Right right let's do it. Let's do it. Bonnie Elizabeth Parker, born mm-hmm. in 1910, and Clyde Chestnut Barrow Barrow Barrow. Barrow. Uh, born in 1909, so a year apart from each other. Both Is Chestnut his middle name. That's his middle name. He later changed it to Champion. Oh, that's. He, it's known that Bonnie was like a little bit, she, it's never verified that she actually opened fire on anybody except for law enforcement. Right. And that was only to lay down covering fire. She was never, there's one murder she was assigned to, but they think she was in the car when it happened, but she was, so they don't think, they just think she got into a bad crowd with, with Clyde. Yeah. Clyde, on the other hand kind of a monster because he was kind of dumb and short-tempered yes and... he did he would only shoot to get out of a situation he didn't go looking for like people except for his robberies but he didn't kill people at the robberies it was whenever he was about to be captured he didn't care who it was basically don't get in my way yeah um so the uh there was a movie made in 1967 uh warren Beatty and faye dunaway great flick yeah it's a good one it's a good one uh so Gene hackman's in it that one's called bonnie and the, clyde the uh the film debut of gene wilder really in bonnie and clyde nice. they, they uh they steal his car he's on a date taking a lady out mm. and it like it like i guess it's what like made his career because then he got and it, movies right after that and actually that movie what was weird is bonnie and clyde were huge in the 30s and then they went away, and when that movie came out in 1967, they became this big name again. Yeah. And it did sensationalize them all over again, and I think it's lasted even till now. Everybody knows oh, Bonnie and sure. Clyde even now. A big part of it is because But of in, like, movie. the 50s and 60s, nobody would have known. Most of my knowledge just, you know, from the movie. Them yeah. is from that movie. Well, I mean, we, we just talked about the last thing, uh, and it's, it's whether it's correct or not, the last episode we had talked about, uh, uh, William Wallace, it's not a name I would have ever known had Until it not been Braveheart. for the movie. Braveheart. That's and then you learn that Braveheart is totally inaccurate. inaccurate yeah. but, but everyone knows but that still, name if you went around and asked people. Especially in America. Like, they would know yeah. him in, in Scotland. Exactly. But, you know. Another fun fact about Bonnie and Clyde, the first time in a movie that uh, I believe someone shoots a gun and you see the the like the aftermath in the same frame. Oh, someone gets shot they in the shoot same a, frame. They shoot a guy in the face through a window. It's the first time I think you saw, like, blam, ah, like, in one frame. Nice. Wow. I think. That's probably not true, though. That's where they would shoot and people would, like, fall over. Yeah. Maybe this not. may have been the first violent Well, for sure. Scene, uh... No, it, the, the, a big part of that movie that made it famous was that it was very violent. Like, it, violent I, I was shown it in history class in high school. They really? showed it to our class. Really? I don't even remember what we were studying. I mean, it's not that violent by our standards, but by that, by the 60s. But even for a group of 17-year-olds to be sitting there. It's no raid redemption, but it's, it's yeah. you know. <laughs> but they did, they did have a... <laughs> oh, sorry. Let me look at that movie. You know, I love high school. Just the, We're going to teach you just by watching this movie for a couple periods. That'll teach you all about history. I've, I've heard from teacher friends that every time one of your teachers decided to show you a movie, they were hungover. Usually, I yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, usually means they're hungover. Um, <laughs> sorry for the spoiler alerts. No, that's out there i don't think any <laughs> any uh kids are listening so they won't know oh okay that's fair i don't know they're not i share it with the kids <laughs> people aren't listening to this with their family yeah grab all, your huddle around the ipod you can all huddle around <laughs> the ipod grab your teenagers your youngins and just listen to the show just hey kids pull up a seat and get some fucking knowledge that's what you want to do. <laughs> get those kids in there Learn some shit and hear all the best The only jokes. way they're going to learn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know what happened to my voice there. But... <laughs> no, I loved it. I was going to ask you about it, but it was fun. We were even kind of outdated though by saying iPod. Hell, no one ever yeah. puts it on their phone now. Like, yeah. <laughs> their iPhone. Right on your Because I, I have like just an iPod that lets you ask people be like, hey, you still Tune in on your like rotary phones. No, people look at me like, I'm, like I've got a Walkman when I pull out my iPod. They're like, ooh, right? ooh. 
like, I, am I not supposed to have an iPod? Am I not? Am I not hip? You're not hip anymore. I never was. I, yeah, I was gonna say. Me. I don't think if you, that's you're just starting with that now. I got rid of my CD player like three years ago, so I'm so a little you, bit behind. Say <laughs> so you're right on time. You buy me a laser disc player. Um. <laughs> so Bonnie, uh, oh, Parker was married to Roy Thornton in 1926 when she was 16 years old. He was arrested in 1929 and sent to prison. The two never got divorced. She actually died still wearing the wedding ring uh, for oh. Roy Thornton. So she was married to Roy Thornton her entire life. She just ran around with Clyde after Thornton was in jail. And actually after they were killed, uh, they interviewed Roy Thornton of how do you feel about this, that she was running around with this guy and they got killed. And he said, it's fine. I was in prison and I'm it's glad. Fine. <laughs> and he's like, I'm glad that they died that way. It's better than getting caught. Uh, is what he said. Weird. Yeah. That is weird. But, but I mean, they did commit. So she was never a good girl. From 16 years old, she was committing crimes with this guy. He just went to prison over it. Oh, she was with him. She wasn't doing killing this. people, but she, she was, was still holding crime. places but up. She was, yeah. But so. she didn't get caught. He did. He did. She didn't. She got. She got out of it. Maybe. Maybe he took the rap for it. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Um, but she, so she had a starter crime duo. Yes, and so of. she still spent time in and out of like jail too for robberies and stuff like that. So she yeah. was. I don't want. I don't want it to sound like Bonnie was just. She wasn't a good girl, you know, not getting into trouble. She was. Yeah. She was already part. That was already part of something she was into, or like yeah. she was already. It wasn't as if so she Clyde met, didn't pull yeah, her into was, this. It wasn't as if she was like, line. "Oh, Clyde, I should, I should start robbing banks with Clyde." This wasn't the first band she toured with. Exactly. Nice. There you go. Good. Good. Um, so a little bit of Clyde Barrow's backstory: him and seven brothers and sisters, and his mom and dad. Uh, his dad tried farming for a while. I, <laughs> I, I know. From the last episode. Uh, for, and it was during the Great Depression, just outside Dallas. It did not work out. They moved to Dallas. And his dad was trying to work then, I think as a clerk, um, for quite a few months, they slept under their wagon, all seven children, the mom and the dad, until their dad worked long enough to save enough money to buy a tent. Oh. So that they could all sleep in a tent. That is an upgrade. It's an upgrade. Yeah, I guess. Um, Not a stunning upgrade, but... So this was a tent wagon. Ooh. So he was born in 1909, and... His first arrest was 1926. So he was 17? Yes. Um, for failing to return a rental car on time. Wait, so this, oh, this is Clyde. This is Clyde. I, I got caught up in, like, Bonnie, because you said 1926 was when she, like, married somebody. I'm like, wait, so her oh, yeah, dad was 17 and 26, and then she... I, oh, was, yeah. I, was, I was meshing. So at the, at the time, she was getting married. Because that, that was 1926. Yeah, so she was, she was getting married. Uh, Clyde was getting his first arrest for failing to return a rental car well, on time. First for everybody. Yeah. Uh, his, second, his second arrest was for the possession of stolen goods, uh, turkeys. He, him, and, <laughs> him and his brother had stolen a couple turkeys. Um, I just have a fun fact for me uh, with this. I was on Wikipedia, and you know how they highlight words so you can look up backstory? Yeah. Turkeys was highlighted. Well, because it's an animal. I know, but like... There's other things on there that aren't highlighted, and so I thought maybe if I clicked on the link, it would be a description of what happened to Clyde. So I clicked, and it's like, a turkey is a bird in North America. I'm like, I don't yeah. need to know what turkeys are in your article. <laughs> Wait, it's any specific noun is what... <laughs> I don't know. Wikipedia. Like, you're uh, mad, like, not every, like, not every he was, like, highlighted, or, like... No, I, there was, there was stuff like pipe. That wasn't I... What if I don't know what a pipe is? Jesus Christ. Um, I just wondered why turkey is so important. Um, they get pardoned every year, okay? They're an important animal. Yeah. At least one does. Uh, except for the... And he gets pardoned for failing to return their rental car on time. Um, <laughs> but after... Yeah, those... as we all know, we celebrate Thanksgiving to remember Clyde Barrow's <laughs> fucking car rental fiasco. Sure. Um, so he started off with those, and then this just led him into... He did try working for a while. Uh, as we get into Dillinger and Clyde, all Wikipedia says is that working didn't agree with them. I'm going to say they're lazy. Oh, uh, it's just like it's just like working. What does that mean? Working didn't agree with maybe them. they. Uh, uh, jobs are hard. Well, it, it, I mean, it could have also been like maybe they didn't respond well to someone to authority. Yeah, yeah like, I could see that. I think something like that. Um, but Clyde, I'm, I'm, I'm a comedian. Working doesn't agree with me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, but Clyde went on to just basically work robbing like convenience stores, stealing cars, and he was able to crack safes at a very young age. He was oh. a, a safe cracker. Um, however, because of, he kept getting arrested for small crimes and it got to a point where it was so many that 
his option was to be sent to Eastham Prison Farm, which is in Texas. Uh, in 1930, he was sent there for all of his arrests. It's basically like a labor camp. You're you, you cool hand Luke, if yes. you will. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly right. Or like a chain gang or something. That, that's, yeah, that's yeah exactly. That's a, so they have you know places where you sleep, and then when, during the day you go out and do farm work or road work or whatever you do, labor. Um, while there, he was repeated... Sorry that this is getting into... Go ahead. It's a little dark. Um, <laughs> while there, he was repeatedly sexually assaulted by another inmate named uh, Ed Crowder. Um, Clyde's that's first... A, that's a rapist name right Yeah, there. I know. Uh, Clyde's <laughs> first kill was crushing the skull of Ed Crowder with a lead pipe. Damn! That was his first kill. Shit. First stuff that happened to him there. The reason I really bring this up is... As you would assume, things in prison were not fun for Clyde, what? including that. I've heard only prison is a blast. And so he yeah. actually went in fairly tame, and when he came out, he was a different person. System changed him, bro. Uh, his sister even said it wasn't the same person. Um, another inmate who later joined him in some of his crimes after prison said he watched Clyde go from schoolboy to rattlesnake uh, while he was there, which is an interesting transformation. Uh, his ass shakes now. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Makes noise. And he's, and he's a parcel tongue. So. He lost his limbs. Um, but his mother... So the good, <laughs> I the, just can't. The good... The good <laughs> that took a second. He got really good at crawling around I, on his belly. He said lost his limbs, and I just kind of... It just went past me, and then I realized... <laughs> and then it came back. <laughs> um, I remember the day his arms fell off. So the... So the <laughs> <laughs> I was there. That's all at all. I also um, dropped in a Harry Potter joke that neither I, of you got. Oh, I'm no, because I know oh, nothing oh. of Harry Potter. I recognized it and wanted to shame you, but chose not to, so you're oh, welcome. thank you. Because I wanted to say fuck you for that. <laughs> so, another time that work didn't agree with Clyde, when he was in this labor camp, he convinced another prison inmate to chop off two of his toes with an axe oh. so that he wouldn't have to work anymore. He wants to become a snake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get it started. A little piece at a time. Yeah, yeah. Um, the funny thing is, this is funny. Uh, his uh, his mom the whole time that he was in prison was petitioning the city to let him out of prison. She Hilarious. was she was successful, and they scheduled his release for six days after his toes were chopped off. But no one told him <laughs> he would spend the rest of his life walking with a limp. He had to just work six more days, and he wouldn't have had to lose his toes. <laughs> well, I mean, to get impulsive, yeah. uh, but yeah. prison made him a lot worse. Uh, so Bonnie and Clyde meet each other in 1930 at a mutual friend's house. Uh, the friend was Clarence Clay. Uh, they meet in the kitchen, and they both are smitten with each other. Uh, it is... Sorry. Why are you talking like you're from 26? Like, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I went back in time. <laughs> Brian Adams took me. Um, Jesus Christ. And so he's gonna, I've got to give him a mention in every episode of Outlaw. <laughs> he has. He's gotten one. Um, so... Uh, Clyde spent most of his time out of prison robbing gas stations and grocery stores, trying to save up money and gather up ammo to stage a an attack or an assault on the prison that he was in. So his oh, really? entire starting crime was, just free was him trying to get enough money that he could mount enough people and get enough guns to take down this prison he was in <laughs> as vengeance. Um, Bonnie basically followed him forever after they met, just being that she fell in love. And would do anything that he wanted to do, and she just followed him until the day they died. Mm. That's how it worked out. They were never apart from each other. That's weird. It is, but <laughs> it's not like it hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah. Millions of times <laughs> um, with women and men to follow the other one into God knows what situation. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> so they formed a gang. Okay. And the gang was Bonnie and Clyde, uh, Clyde's brother Buck, his wife Blanche. And then a man named W.D. Jones, who was kind of seen as Clyde's protege, that he kind of helped him out. Yeah. Um, as they became more wanted, they had to actually end up camp, uh, cooking their food by campfire. Uh, campfire. 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 And break... Uh, hmm. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Hold on, I got this. What's up, buddy? They became more wanted. They had to cook by campfire and bathe in streams. Nailed it. Nailed it. I got it. Second try every time. I can That's get this. It. Um, but basically they were now wanted by the law for all the, all these robberies they were being followed for, and Clyde is killing people all along the way. Oof. Uh, killing store clerks, killing any cops that come in the way, anybody who tries to stop them. Um, he kills them, W.D. Jones is killing people, Buck is killing people. Uh, Blanche and Bonnie kind of just stay out of it anytime that they're near, they have fired weapons, but it typically isn't at anybody, at it's just yeah. to scare, shooting in the air, shooting things near people. Um. Celebration. 
Sure, why not? You the know, best way to sell target practice. Yeah. Um, so they're on the run, and at a certain point, uh, Clyde, Bonnie, and uh, W.D. Jones are in a car. Um, they are driving, and Clyde... I, mean, I think they were in cars multiple times. Most of the time. Throughout their career. But this is without Buck and Blanche. Oh. And Clyde misses a sign that says, Bridge Under Construction. Drives through it, flips the car into a ravine. <laughs> um, there's either a gasoline fire or the battery starts leaking. It's it's not known. But somehow, Bonnie suffers extreme third-degree burns on her leg and is unable to use her leg after that, oh. from this point on. Uh, this is about two years before they were killed. So for the rest of her life, she either walks by kind of hopping, or Clyde has to carry her around. Because they probably never went to like taking, like get it taken care of because they were wanted. No, they they can't go anywhere, and that's why they they were so popularized notorious. that there was nowhere they can go. Yeah, they're so notorious that like they couldn't stay in hotels. They couldn't right because they just they just stayed in like just barns or like yeah you know, farmhouses. And yep. shit. Yeah, barns, farms, slept in the car. Um, had to basically hunt and cook their food. This is, this is the extreme definition of outlaw. They had nowhere to be safe yeah. that they weren't going to be turned in. Yeah. Now it's not that they're going to be killed, but they're going to be handed over to the police right. or the FBI or whatever like that. Um, so because of her injury, they realize they need to go somewhere that's not out in the middle of somewhere. She's hurt very badly. Yeah. So they actually do check into a place called the Red Crown Tourist uh, Court. It's in Kansas City, Missouri, or what would now be Kansas City, Missouri. It wasn't back then. Um, it was technically part of France back then. Yeah, we hadn't bought it yet. Um, but uh, <laughs> all five... I don't think that's accurate. That's not true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> it's true. All five checked in... Please don't argue with me. Uh, <laughs> okay. All five checked in. Blanche actually went to the front desk, paid all in coins. They refused to pay for anything with dollar bills because those dollar bills were mostly marked or wanted or anything Covered like in blood. <laughs> exactly. So they paid all in coin for rent, which is weird, for a night's stay. Uh, they paid for all their food with coin. Then she said, there's three of us staying, and this building is right across from where the, the check-in place is. And five people get out of the car and go in, and Blanche is there being like, there's three of us. And signing, and one's carrying a wounded woman into the building. <laughs> then they covered all of the windows with newspaper. Um... Really inconspicuous, you guys. Yep. Really. Uh, and then really Clyde went, the Clyde went back out, and there's a garage attached to this unit. They're standalone units at this place. They like they're different little lodges, basically. And he, the the front desk clerk notices that he parks the car gangster style, which is to he pulled it out of the garage just upside to turn down. It, <laughs> just, to, just to turn it around back in, and so back did, in so, so that they're yeah, ready so to run. Have to, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> just kind of leaned a little bit tilted it uh but uh so the the front desk person immediately calls the police and notifies them there's some weird behavior police aren't sure what's going on but then clyde and blanche go into the city which i think was a mistake but they need to get bandages and supplies for her leg which i think was a mistake, was a mistake. like you're giving them notes um they shouldn't have done that uh, i see where your heart was in this choice but just i think you need to make it take a side step take a breath make a different choice you know Let's go back. Take and... a second. Think about it. Yeah. Think so before you go to town. The pharmacist in the city recognizes Clyde, contacts law enforcement as well. Now they know it's Bonnie and Clyde. And with the description from the front desk, they're like, okay, here's where they're staying. So they pull up with a bunch of different law enforcement from all over the area. Because we're talking Kansas City, Missouri. So now you've got law enforcement from Kansas, Nebraska, Missouri, all like merging on one and spot. And France. And <laughs> they brought the French soldiers. <laughs> um, Legionnaires. I say we will get them. <laughs> Hey, you guys come up with your hands up. Isn't that very nice? <laughs> Borat. Oh, uh, no. I was, trying, I was trying to do Monty Python and fuck that. Oh. <laughs> we already got one. Um, it's very nice. Very nice. Uh, so they pull up in an armored car and lots of other police cars. And Wait, they had armored cars? They had an armored car pull up. Nice. Uh, that just means a car wearing another car. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's wearing a suit of armor. Uh, it's, got it's got a, a helmet it's on got top. It's got a visor <laughs> on the windshield. Um, they open fire on this this ranch style house? this house this, this building is, this ranch style one level <laughs> duplex. <walk> in. <laughs> uh, it's very very nice. Fucking uh, <laughs> property brothers. Um, they, they open fire on them. And they, uh, the gang inside re immediately returns fire. Um, and some things happen during this. Buck takes a headshot. 
Oh, uh, but it's still alive. I mean, oh, oh so he like, gets shot he, in the head. Was he smiling or was he was he getting smolder eyes with <laughs> well, the, uh, the headshot? You gotta give all the yeah, looks. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta give all the different I, looks. I've taken it where I've had a beard and then I shaved my yeah. beard the same day. He probably did that. A couple he, of yes, he gets a nice headshot that he can take to all his auditions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really about the emotion behind the headshot. Blanche is shooting from a window with a Tommy gun, and the window gets shot, and she gets glass in her eye. And <laughs> Is blinded in one eye for the rest of her life. Oh, come on. Um, however, Clyde, when he's opening fire... It sounds fire... like these guys aren't that great at this. No. They got very famous They got very it, far, but, but they, like yeah, they, they, weren't... they weren't that great. Clyde opens fire on the armored car, is lucky enough to actually shoot the armored car in the right spot that it short-circuits the horn. The horn starts going off. The law enforcement's cue to cease fire is the person leaning on the horn <laughs> so the horn starts going off and won't stop they all cease fire and at this point they all run for the car and take off and get out of there that is some that's some movie bullshit right there yeah, yeah. so that like you shoot a gas tank and the car yeah. explodes so that's the five a... escape while the police stop shooting because they're trying to figure out what's going on because that horn was the cue like okay we're good we got them wow. they didn't get them so they, get the... they only lived longer because of pure luck yes wow so they drive off and they get away, and they actually make it all the way from Kansas City, Missouri, uh, to Dexter, Iowa, where they set up camp in an abandoned amusement park. Ooh. Uh, what, a, what a fun hideout. Yeah, why not? Uh, well, they would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for those meddling kids. <laughs> but they are, they are tracked all the way there by law enforcement. The reason they stop is because Buck's head wound is so bad that they actually, uh, W.D. Jones and um, Clyde dig a grave because he's not going to yeah. make it. However, law enforcement comes in, opens fire again. Bonnie, Clyde, and W.D. Jones are able to get in the car and escape, but they leave Buck and Blanche behind. Buck gets shot in the back now while he's still there recovering. Um, oh, God. Buck dies five days later in Perry, Iowa, of his wounds. In the hospital in Perry, Iowa. That's where I was born, guys. There you go. You were yeah. maybe born in the same hospital that Buck uh, Barrow died in. Oh, uh, wow. I'm part of the there's, legacy. There's that. Yeah, yep. you, I mean, not really. You can put that on a resume. <laughs> Uh, don't just go claiming legacy. <laughs> uh, Blanche is captured and, and she is sentenced. She actually goes to prison for six years, I believe, after that. Seems like that was like just like the max sentence for outlaws. And all these, it's like people Back got like then, you six didn't go years. you go to jail like, for very long. Yeah, it's almost long. worth it if you can get enough money put away. Yeah. Just go take your six years and be like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. I'll do it as well, long as I, I can mean, go before getting captured. She unless, is blind. Unless, well, she's or blind you die. in one eye. Or, or you get brutalized until you can crush someone's oh, skull. Yeah, with a pipe. that's true. I mean, Guys, these are all wins. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, oh. <laughs> so anyway, they escape. So Bonnie, Clyde, and W.D. Jo uh, Jones now escape. Um, in 1934, Clyde stages his attack on the prison. He finally he's... gets his vengeance. He does. Now that he's down his whole fucking team, he decides the. Yeah. So they they yeah. are able to break great, out great leadership. They are able to break out quite a few inmates, but in turn. They kill two deputies, one of them being very young, who is like set to get married a week later. Oh, shit. And this is when the country turns on you. Yeah. You kill a twenty-something deputy. Especially since in that one they went looking for it. They went. They yes. Went, they went looking to. And these deputies were just guarding them. a prison. They yeah. weren't like chasing them down. It wasn't them trying to escape. It yeah. was This is them killing people as vengeance. And nobody knows his backstory. It happened so long ago. Now they don't know what happened to him. They in don't the know that he was. It's there. just him going there and freeing yeah. prisoners from a prison and killing guards, which. And now, uh, one thing that happened in the news story, they actually got a picture of his bride wearing the wedding dress at the funeral oh, of this deputy. If that boy. doesn't turn public... Uh, yeah. 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 Wow. So that's the wow. picture that is released in, like, she look at the, what Bonnie and Clyde she did. She wore the wedding, wedding dress, dress to, to, the the funeral. Funeral. to the funeral of her fiancé. do you think that was... Her idea, or do you think so? I don't know if like, the FBI put her up to no, it. No, I was the, 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 the journalist they needed, the people behind they needed it, the, they, they, they used... That they needed was a the public to turn. That was sorry. I'm oh, sorry. We're both talking. You guys <laughs> spoke perfectly at the same time. Yeah, that, I believe you said the same thing though. To get them to turn. I, I was. I was saying it was definitely a publicity stunt. Um, I'm sure she was in such a state of shock that she would have done whatever anyone told Probably, her to do. Probably. Yeah. Um, oh. So over this time, Clyde. That's, yeah. Clyde <laughs> killed multiple one. officers. He's on record. He definitely killed nine police officers. Two of them being these, but there's many more. There's many more civilians that he killed. Uh, it got to the point that, like, he just killed anyone who tried to stop him. They would try not to kill, and I think Bonnie and other people in the gang were like, let's just steal their car and leave them. Yeah. And the person would 
make one attempt to like keep them from stealing the car and they'd be dead. It was basically you had to just just walk away and let them have the car. Just have to go, hey, wait. <laughs> yeah. No, no resistance. Got shot. Uh, so May 23rd, 1934. I've only got two payments on this car left. Don't blam. Yeah. <laughs> May 20- when, did, when did the two of them get together? Uh, was, that a party? was that a party in... Was that 1930? So they uh, four years? I just, I, you might have said it. I, just, I must have missed it. I'm trying to remember if I put the actual date on there. Because you said the name of the guy's party. It was Clive Clay? Or Clay? Something Clay? Clay. Uh, roll back that. Yeah, back yeah. That. yeah. Clarence Clay, 1930. So 30. four years they're together. Okay. Bonnie and Clyde are together for four years. That's, that seems on par with without I mean, a lot of yeah, time. Like it just yeah, like so that's fast. About, that's about yeah. And again, you watch these movies, it you read more... the story, and it feels like it's such a long life. Well, and these it's... guys actually look. But every seen... day is a struggle. Well, no, with these guys, <laughs> with these guys, what I've ever seen in the movie, it seemed like their careers were shorter, and it seemed like then the old West Outlaws they did it for so long. But it's just kind of funny that it was kind of the same time period. It makes sense that these guys. We're only four years. Cause that's a pretty notorious run. In yeah. a, but like in this time, like there are cars, there are there Media. are newspapers and photographs and shit like that. It's easier well, to get known. But the fact that it's kind of the same amount of time that all the old West outlaws did yeah. with just with nothing. Yeah, you know, that exactly. Got, you know. Well, and it was and it's a really good use of like media to sway popular opinion as far as like we, we were just like the, when we were just talking about the wedding dress, the funeral. That is such a powerful image to get everyone else to. Even more so, turn turn them yeah, in. for sure. Yeah, that's it's fantastic. Like that's really it's really, fantastic. Well, it's like a, it's a really smart yeah. movie. It's, it's 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 great FBI PR. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's <laughs> one PRBI PRBI PBRBI doesn't even make sense. Um, there was, so there was a, a one sheriff. What are we doing? PRI. No, there, there was P-R-I-P-R-I. one sheriff that was out to, this. <laughs> out to get them. Uh, and I, I didn't write his name, but he, he, he <laughs> sorry, I didn't, there was one guy who wanted to take <laughs> there was him any guy John was Doe, his name is not important, he, I didn't want to write it down, he, uh, he got together <laughs> a ton Blue of, lives matter, man, he got, Come he on. got a ton, no, he got a ton of police officers together, and they lied in wait, laid in wait, laying in wait, they, <laughs> they hung out, <laughs> they hung out on their stomachs, yeah, hiding in the bushes, um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so what happened was they figured out that Bonnie and Clyde at this point knew that time was running out. Yeah. Um, Bonnie was continuing to get worse with her injury. They're down to just the three of them. Um, so they began visiting family all over the area. They went to Texas and visited like Clyde's father and they went and they were going around, but people would, the law enforcement would try to stake out and they just miss him and they're trying to catch him. And they figured out they were running around. Uh, they would always follow the roads that followed city or state limits because that way there's a jurisdiction issue, and that would always right. lead into enough confusion for them to keep escaping. So they figured out they're following this path. They figured out where relatives lived. They they stayed in waiting by one road in uh, Bienville Parish, uh, Louisiana. Paris. See? Friends. Mm-hmm. Well, it is Louisiana, so well, a lot of French stuff. Chocolate bleu. Um, they, <laughs> they waited for them over two days waiting for an ambush. They finally spot this car coming. Um, it's just Bonnie and Clyde at this point. W.D. Jones eventually got arrested later, but he separated from them. I think in the movie there's that moment that he actually like walks away and says, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to do this. There are rumors that he ratted on him, turned him in, but there's no backing for that really. Yeah. Um, he just he just said, I'm done. It's also rumors that uh, Clyde and old W.D. 40 uh, <laughs> may have had a relationship. Might have been, might have been, might have been gay yeah. with each other. Hmm. Yeah. And I guess that was supposed to be that was like played up more in the movie, but then like the studio was like, you gotta take it out. Like we already yeah. we already have all the violence and stuff. And, and, there's, like, and being gay was like still not cool. And, and there is him. there is rumors that that's why this guy stayed with him for so long is that yeah. him and Clyde were actually they involved. Had a and they knew each other from prison, so it's like they might have yeah. And so started it there and that, blah blah that, blah. W D Jones isn't the guy from prison that I said he turned was. into a rattlesnake. That. That's who no, he no, no, but no, but by the said W D Jones got out of prison and then joined them. No. Oh, oh, I thought that's what no, 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 it was a different. It was a different guy. The guy that saw him turn into a rattlesnake and got out of prison and joined him. Oh. He did, they did their first few petty crimes together, then they separated, oh, and then he started the Clyde Barrow gang. Okay. His brother, so. I thought that was um, no, not the same guy. But W. D. Jones joined them later on. They became friends, but everyone was like, "Oh, he's Clyde's protege. He's taking over." And it might have been that they were Proto- lovers. Proto- uh, but after the prison breakout and the two cop killing and stuff, I passed that one. I heard it, but protege. Yeah. But W. D. Jones said, "I, I'm out. I'm done." Especially, you. they just released this picture. I. We are dead. I hope he said it, though. I hope he put his hands up and went, I'm out! And then just kept walking. No more. <laughs> um, so when they see this car coming down the road, the six officers immediately unload all of their automatic rifles first. 
The very first bullet one officer fired before he was given the cue to, he opened shot. His first shot hits Clyde in the head. <laughs> Clyde is killed instantly in the car. The car is now without a driver. I thought they were pulled over. I mean, I know no. they were in the movie, but I thought the story was that, no, they just started shooting. In this, they just, oh. they were, saw it coming. They had the cue that it was coming. They opened fire, uh, unloaded all their automatic rifles. The, the way the story goes is they shot. There's a lot of confusion around the story because people believe that this sheriff that was after him wanted him so bad that he lied about what they did because he said that they had like all these guns and stuff on them and they're not sure and whatnot. I, I would imagine they did. Clyde went everywhere with tons of guns. They at least had some guns. Um, but after they finished unloading their automatic rifles and the car actually flipped and careened off the road, they then all six emptied their shotguns, then all six <laughs> emptied their pistols into oh. the car. Oh my goodness. They shot the shit out of them. Um, Clyde was shot at least 17 times. Bonnie was shot at least 26 times. Um, they believed that the shot that killed Bonnie was one that actually hit her in the neck and killed her, and then Clyde had that first headshot. They believe, and this is all just them saying, "Ah, he shot him first and all that stuff." Yeah. Um, here's the really awful stuff. Yay! So the sheriff goes into town and wants to notify, notify, and get the FBI out there and all this stuff. Well, the townspeople hear about it and immediately swarm the site. There was one police officer left to guard the bodies. Oh no! He was unable to handle it. The coroner came in and saw. A scene unfolding and the coroner is actually the one who grabbed the cop and said get these fucking people out of here why are you fucking watching because the cop wasn't doing anything yeah and the coroner is like get them off of them what the coroner put in a report that he saw is a woman was cutting off locks of bloody hair from uh, bonnie and parts of her dress yep. to keep his keepsakes Ugh. um one guy was caught trying to cut off clyde's ear and another one was caught trying to cut off his trigger finger Jesus Christ. And the coroner was the first person to grab someone and pull them off. Um, the one guy cutting the trigger finger off uh, was arrested. Um, and that was the end of Why? Why cut off a finger? Keepsake. He thought I it'd know, be worth I money. Keepsake. But, uh, you could, I mean, yeah. You'd be like, I got this. Like, that makes, like that thing. guy is a fucking monster, too, because he yeah. just cut yeah. a human finger Oh, they off. said it was like, like the worst swarm ever. It, it was like a scene of ants. On a yeah. piece of food. Oh, yeah. Jesus People swarming Christ. over the body trying to get, like... I mean, honestly, if, if someone had, like, a similar notoriety and there was one cop there and people had their phones on them, you better believe they'd be taking no, I, no, pictures I, no, and stuff. Yeah, that's it's just a picture, though. That's not, cut, that's not the exact same thing as cutting someone's finger But do you I think... Know, to, they would have the same sort of, sort of storm. Do you of think... No, trying no, to, no, I know they, no, they Do you think Depression the era, they thought they could get money out of it? No, I don't probably, know. Probably, probably, but it's just... No, people were, people were no, desperate No, I'm just saying, no, for sure the phone... No, I know if... Fuck, if you go outside and shoot yourself in the head, you're not famous, people are going to swarm you and take pictures of you. You don't even need to be famous for people to be assholes and take pictures on their yeah. fucking phone. That doesn't mean anything. But to walk up and be like, yeah, I, I want some of the brain. Like that, like yeah. that just, I'm not saying that no one would do that today, but I'm just saying that makes that and person can, a piece of shit. I can see shit. it in my head. The woman just like, oh, hair. And cutting off like, what is wrong with yeah. you? That's a dead body that's been shot so many times that like, yeah. the coroner said he had difficulty actually like doing anything because of how much they'd been shot. Yeah. Because that was, the number I said of how many times I've been shot, those are entrance wounds. Then there's exit wounds. Yeah. Like and we're just, we're just, yeah. At that point, like how how I I, I don't know about being a coroner because I'm not surprise what? guys I'm not a coroner. You're not. But I mean, like I I, I, I don't imagine know you at all. Jesus Christ. There's a certain point you know where like I'm sure they're like if there's multiple. Who is that? Entries, what are, those, oh like, boy, nope. those hand, hand gestures. Those uh, hand gestures are just poking. Like, yeah, yeah, they, just, they go through. They just put their finger in all the bullet holes. Like mm, yep. yep <laughs> they off. That's how they do. All it's, right. If it's more than ten, it gets weird. I'm making a jump. I'm making a jump to <laughs> Dillinger. I, I, I got a lot on Bill. Dillinger. Dillinger. All yeah. right, here we go. John Dillinger, born in 1903, uh, was accused in his lifetime of robbing 24 banks, four police stations. They robbed police stations. Him and his gang. Wow, they were badass. Why man. not? You know, he they actually went and stole guns, bulletproof vests, everything yeah. from police. You're stations. probably gonna cover it, but he fucking escaped from prison with a wood gun. Yep, I, I will get there. Yeah, uh, John Edgar Hoover. Uh, developed a more sophisticated FBI as a weapon against organized crime. Usually known as J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover. Uh, right? I'm yes. Assuming that guy. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, he completely revamped the FBI using Dillinger and Dillinger's gang as his campaign platform for what the FBI yeah. should be. Um, he used public hysteria about organized crime, mainly Dillinger, to basically make the FBI more powerful. Classic J. Hoove. Yep. All um, Hoovesies. So, Dillinger's born in 1903. His mom dies in 1907 when he's four. His father was a harsh, abusive father. Um, 
Basically, John's raised by his sister because his father is a drunk. And... This is a fun fucking episode. Yeah. Sorry. These it's people okay. don't have great we backstories. Are... I know, but how... it was fun the last time. So... We're getting, we're getting there. <laughs> this one's, this one, this so, one's dark. So John Dillinger <laughs> is raised by his sister, Audrey, uh, until his father re, uh, remarries Lizzie Patel in 1912. At first, John hates his stepmother, but eventually he falls in love with her, and the two eventually had a relationship that lasted three years. The thing that confuses me about this statistic <laughs> is... He goes into prison around age 20. Yeah. And comes out and she dies right as he's coming out of prison. So this, the three-year relationship was before he was 20. Yeah. So he was like 17. Maybe 16 to 19, 16 15 to 18. Or, or they how old was she? They had a relationship. I don't know how old the stepmother say, but they, was. But, she I mean, but he did fall in love with her. And then part of what made him also a little bit meaner after prison is she died before he could get back. Oh, from prison. That's such a sad story. That but the, weird. That he but... couldn't get out of jail and see his fuck his stepmom some more. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, what a tragedy! A love story for the ages. It's like a Romeo and Juliet story that he got out of jail too late to continue fucking his stepmother. <laughs> I didn't mean, like her at first. They had to develop that relationship. Yeah, it sounds like a real rom-com they had. Uh, <laughs> I want to see their meet cute. Uh, this is your new mom. That's usually not... I don't like that's her! That's usually not the meet cute in romantic comedies. Nope. Uh, in 1922, he's arrested for auto theft. It's his first arrest. Uh, he decided to escape the charges and not go to prison by enlisting in the U.S. Navy because there used to be a time that they were like, do you want to go to jail or do you want to join the military? We need people. Um, a few Uncle months... Uncle Sam wants you, because no one else will do it. <laughs> yep. He sailed on the USS Utah um, for about three to four months, and then when it docked in Boston, he ran away and deserted the Navy, and then was dishonorably discharged. Um, in 1924, he goes back to uh, his home, which is in Mooresville, Indiana. He uh, marries Burl Ethel Hovius. Oh, that's a name. Yep. Oh, Burl Ethel. Uh, she sounds lovely. Uh, in... <laughs> she sounds like a linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> Burl Ethel Hovius. Uh, uh, so then he had a dif- uh, he, he had difficulty holding a job. Yeah. Because work was not for him. And they're so heavy. Yeah, he can't hold them slippery. He can't, he can't hold, hold a job. Them the whole time. Uh, Jesus he, Christ. He and his friend Ed Singleton <laughs> robbed a local grocery store and stole $50. Uh, Dillinger fired his gun in the air. Uh, he hit someone over the head with a machine bolt wrapped in cloth. Uh, Singleton pled not guilty. Uh, so they stole $50. They stole just as much of that guy who robbed the train. <laughs> <laughs> Old McCurdy. Um, but Singleton pled not guilty first. Dillinger's father, on speaking with the prosecuting attorney, um, decided that they said, we will reduce his sentence if he just pleads guilty, if John pleads guilty. And John Dillinger's father said, you should plead guilty. This will work out. They'll reduce your sentence. You know, you sold 50 bucks. You hit a guy. What, you know, what's going to happen? So he pleads guilty, and the judge gives him 10 to 20 years. So John Dillinger's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was lied to. The prosecuting attorney's like, ah, I didn't know the judge would do that. Sorry. Um, and so... That sounds, that sounds like the beginning of the movie Con Air. Except for... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Except, yeah. yeah. Except for, like... That was self-defense, and this guy... This, this was just a hidden jerk. Yeah. Uh, but Dillinger was, was, <laughs> was furious, and is quoted as saying before he's taken out of the courtroom, I will be the meanest bastard you ever saw when I get out of here. Um, his friend usually Singleton... Those, usually let's get your time shortened. No. <laughs> when you do that. When you threaten everybody. Well, at least he said it after the sentence, and not before. That's <laughs> you put me in prison, I swear to God! It'll be hell to pay. Uh, Singleton... I didn't do it. His friend Singleton died in 1937 when he passed out drunk on some railroad tracks. I'll let you decide what happened. <laughs> um, oh, wow. He spent... so You usually, usually need to be tied to those. Yeah, nope. A twirling mustache man. Nope. Not <laughs> in this case. Come on, buddy. Uh, rookie, rookie error. <laughs> I guess. I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. That, that could have been me if you go back and listen to the PBR. <laughs> Let's be fair. Um... So maybe that guy was running and got tired. <laughs> um, he, sorry, you have to listen to uh, right. episode three of PBR Month. Sorry, part three. He didn't uh, get he didn't get the the skunk vision quest. Uh, nope. no, you did. So Dillinger spent nine and a half years in prison. Upon entering prison, he was found to have gonorrhea. 
Uh, the treatment back then for which was very painful. So it's probably like pouring mercury on your fucking. I think that's what it actually it was. was, and they injected you like once every two days with yeah. like a mixture of chemicals that you shouldn't be injected yeah, with. Fucking fucking medicine back then. <laughs> You're gonna bonkers. need some mercury, and we'll get some sandpaper, and we'll get you cleared right up. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> We're just gonna stick this thermometer right inside uh, you, and then yeah. it. And if it doesn't cure you, you're a witch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so in prison, he just basically befriended other criminals and planned how they would commit crimes when they got out. Um, he spent, <laughs> That was it. He said, I'm going to be a better bank robber when I leave here, was what he went to prison for. Yeah. He also basically met everyone that was in his gang after they all got out of prison. Well, he had a plan at least. Yeah, you know? and he studied, he read up on uh, Herman Lamb. Uh, Herman Lamb has a book called The Ultimate Bank Robbing System. Herman <laughs> Lamb was a German bank robber who is known as probably the most efficient bank robber ever uh he kind of wrote the book on casing joints he did and he did he actually wrote what the do book. you mean he kind of he, wrote the he book. really wrote the book on casing <laughs> banks and going in multiple times before you rob them and having an exit strategy and not uh using a car that anyone's going to recognize if you're going to all this stuff that book sounds cool it, um, it does sound cool but like why would someone be allowed to publish that book to like tell other people it's about illegal. Rob Banks? It's Do we need illegal. to bring up O.J. Simpson again? If <laughs> oh. I did it, or, or, you know, uh. like, or pipe bomb recipes on the internet? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, so anyway, <laughs> the one thing about Herman Lamb that he should have put in his book is when to stop. He robbed banks from 1918, the end of World War One, all the way to 1930. In 1930, he was caught robbing a bank, cornered in Sedell, Illinois, for this German bank robber. So he came to the U.S., yeah. cornered in Sedell, Illinois, and killed himself when he was cornered okay. um, while robbing a bank. So not a perfect system. Not so don't system. don't think you can get this book and yeah. be sad. Well, it's... also, this, this book is written for way long ago. Yeah. Exactly. Also, There's the, cameras now. Also, yeah. Also, as to why they probably published it, keep in mind they published fucking anything back then. Like oh, they, were, I mean, all the dime store novel, you know, all the dime oh, yeah. novels yeah, about yeah, outlaws. Yeah. It was just they just churned them out. Yeah, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they still do it for sure, but oh yeah, there, but, I don't think there were any background checks for what you were writing back then. Yeah, but but they let that one sheriff get away with that fucking terrible title. Like that, oh, yeah, that book they, right. they, just, they just sent that out. That shit. That should been on a watch list <laughs> <laughs> for that fucking title. But uh, Dillinger got out of prison too late to see his stepmom. Um, in <laughs> in 1933. Well, she probably gave him the gonorrhea. Maybe uh, yeah, that could have been, but. Uh, or, or Earl Bethel or whatever the name was. I don't know. Ethel, or his wife. Ethel Burl? Uh, Burl Burl Ethanol. So he got out uh, during the Great Depression and went right well, to yeah, robbing banks. Yeah, he was depressed. Banks. His stepmom was oh, in prison. <laughs> um, but he robbed his first bank in 1933. But it was a great. Taking $10,000 from the first bank he robbed. 10000 In 1933. $10,000 in $10, $10, And this was Jesus. in Ohio. So why did you retire? <laughs> like, because you can't when you're a bank robber. To get the itch. Uh, two months later, he robbed. Yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Two months later, he robbed a second bank, but was captured. When he was searched, they found an escape plan on him that made no sense to them. They asked him about it. They're like, "What is this?" He's like, "I don't know." Fan fiction. Just got. I don't know. Yeah, it's just sorry. It's about vampires. Um, turns out it was for his. Uh, his friends, who were in the prison that he eventually got out from after nine and a half years, yeah. it was a escape plan. Four days later, Pete Pierpont, Russell Clark, Charles Mackley, Ed Schaus, Harry Copeland, and John Red Hamilton escaped from prison, the first prison, using this prison plan that they found on him. And it was something uh-huh. he came up with to get them all out of that first prison. They escaped and got away. Nice. So this was four days after he was caught with this. Oh, because they break him on. out. Don't they come break? They him come out? and break yeah, him out. Yeah, sorry to get ahead of it, but so Pierpont, Clark, and Mackley show up in Ohio, and uh, they Clinton. This is probably one of the saddest stories that it sounds like they had a plan and it just isn't good. <laughs> they showed up at this prison in or this jail cell in Ohio, and there's one officer on duty. And they say, hey, we're Indiana State officers. We're extraditing Dillinger back to Indiana for for crimes that he committed there. And the sheriff, uh, Jess Sarber, as the sheriff goes, okay, can I just see your credentials? They pull out their gun and shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they don't work well under pressure. <laughs> it's like, we're going to take him they, back. We're all law enforcement. Oh, oh yeah, cool. can I just see your badge? They're not well off script. They really don't. <laughs> like, we didn't plan for that. We needed badges. Yeah, no, no one said. What if he says no? 
<laughs> no one thought of that. No, they, they all shame him. No, don't you negative think like that. All right, don't sorry. You, no, shut up, Red. You're thinking negatively and we don't like it, okay? Just say, just say no, it. I'm an ideas guy. Okay. I thrive on positivity, all right. Red. All right. Okay? All right. Okay? All right. Okay? Fine. okay? I watch enough just... sitcoms to know this works. Just say, <laughs> just say, just say, just say you might say no. That's all. Oh, exactly. If we dress as plumbers, we can just pretend to be going in and working on the pipes. It'll be fine. <laughs> Just um, <laughs> so this gang then comes together. They've now they've escaped. They go and capture or not capture, but free John Dillinger, and they all come together and they form this gang. Um, then they rob twelve separate banks between 1933 and 1934. They all rob twelve banks. Um, so they were they were definitely active the, like the exact same time as Bonnie and Clyde. Yes, they were. Wow. Uh, actually, Bonnie and Clyde were killed oh, just, at the just end of that bit. spree. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they yeah. overlap a little bit. Bonnie and Clyde were hitting a little bit more towards Iowa, Missouri, and then down to Louisiana and Texas mm -hmm. and Oklahoma. Dillinger is more right in Illinois, Indiana, Ohio area. Okay. Um, so Dillinger is captured again after robbing a bank in East Chicago in 1934. However, when he's in jail, there's multiple accounts of this story. He either carved himself a gun out of wood, painted it with shoe polish, and then used it to get a guard to let him out, then got all the guards in the cell, took their guns, and was like, okay, and then locked the cell and left. Yeah. Now Another story is someone snuck that gun into him, and it okay. still was a fake gun, but they were able to get it in because it wasn't a real gun. Right. And gave it to him. Now, what's fun about that story is if you watch the movie, the Michael Mann movie that came out a few years back called Public Enemies, mm -hmm. it's about John Dillinger, and in that they showed that, that prison break. And in it, with the wooden gun, he takes, like, three guards hostage. In actuality, it was, like, 15. Like, yes. It was way more. But they cut it down for the movie because they thought it wouldn't be believable. But he actually he's like, hey, I'm John Dillinger. I got a wood gun. And the entire prison gave up. Yeah. Like, every he did, guard. He did halfway through those guards manage to get his hands on, on, on a real gun. A real yeah. gun. For sure. But it was like. But he yeah, he took, got he got at least three before he got a real gun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's... And then just took the rest of them. It's like, prison. okay, whatever you want. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Why does your gun smell like my shoe? Um, <laughs> Forget about it. Don't think about it. Um, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm here to extradite all these guys. Um, pew, pew, pew. So it worked a lot better than the previous scam they came up with. Um, well, that's because so, he couldn't pull the trigger. Like, exactly. This episode, no, he's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I mean, this is real. Okay. All right. So Dillinger gets out, reunites with a former girlfriend by the name of Evelyn Frechette. Uh, the two move into an apartment in St. Paul, Minnesota, as Mr. and Mrs. Carl T. Hellman. Um, they Did they make mayonnaise? Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's not shown they to the public. They don't cover that in the Wikipedia. Yeah. You know, no. Wink, that's wink, fair. nudge, nudge. Mm. Uh, making a joke about fucking... But oh, the landlady boy. of the apartments recognizes them again, calls law enforcement... Law enforcement starts to case the joint, and multiple people start to case the joint. So I keep talking. Like no, I love it. I love. Um, I'm enjoying it when you do. But it. people keep members of his gang keep coming in and out. Um, at one point, these two FBI agents go in, and they knock on the door, and Evelyn Frechette opens the door just a little bit, and they say that they're there to see uh, Mr. Hellman, and and she's just like, I'm sorry, he's not here. You know, please go. But away we and want come our back mayonnaise. Later. So he, he shuts <laughs> she shuts the door. Uh Dillinger is in the apartment at the time. And then one of his associates is coming in uh, and is parked outside, walks down the hallway, sees these two guys outside, and immediately turns around. Well, the two approach him and say, Who are you? What's your name? He gives him a fake name and he says he's a soap salesman. And they're like, Where are your, where's your soap? And he's like, It's in my car. <laughs> Again, great under pressure. Yeah. Um, and they're just like, oh, well, okay, do you mind if we see it? And he said, yeah, that's fine. Can I just run and go grab something really quick? And so he leaves, but one of the FBI goes, I'm going to go follow that guy about 20 seconds after he leaves. So he goes to follow the guy. The guy's waiting at the bottom of the stairs of this apartment building, oh opens fire on him, um, doesn't hit him. He's able to get away. This uh, FBI agent runs out the back door of the apartment from there. The other guy hears the shots and turns. At the exact moment you hear shots, Dillinger opens fire on the hallway. Um, he covers the hallway in bullet holes. It actually is said that he hit five other doors of the hallway. Yeah. This other guy takes off running as well. Dillinger and Evelyn are able to get away and jump. Uh, the other associate, too, is able to run out the front and jump on the back of, like, a garbage truck going by and leaves. <laughs> Dillinger and Evelyn Frechette get in a car and drive away, and they all escape from this thing. But you just hear this as, like, this is just a story that happened. And most of the account is from a teenager who watched most of it out his window <laughs> and his door. Like, stuff that's going on. He's like, oh, my God, what's happening? And so, like... Just trying to masturbate in peace. <laughs> Keep it down! Damn kids and their machine guns. Kids with the rap music. Um, so, 
At this point, Dillinger moves to Chicago with Evelyn and tries to completely erase his identity. It's 1934. He's now under the name of Jimmy Lawrence. Uh, Dillinger is a huge Cubs fan. J-Law. J-Law. And he's, he's a huge <laughs> Cubs fan, and now he begins watching Cubs games. Um, okay. As Cubs fans do. Yeah. They're known for watching games. But he actually goes to the games and spends lots of time there. At There's Wrigley documented of him stuff. going, yeah, to going to Wrigley and watching the game, even though he's wanted. The FBI find his car in Chicago abandoned and realize he's in the city somewhere. Um, so they try to find him. In May, uh, he figures out people are after him. On May 28th, he decides to get plastic surgery done. So John Dillinger now pays for plastic surgery. Um, so vain. <laughs> He wants to get moles removed, a scar removed, uh, raise his chin up a little bit, get rid of his dimples. Nice set of tits. <laughs> Great set of tits. He wants that Nicki Minaj um, ass. <laughs> and he wants his fingerprints removed, which will cost him $100 a finger. Oh. Uh, Dude, that's like... One, two, three, yeah. five, six, ten. That's like ten. Ten hundred dollars. <laughs> Also known as a thousand dollars. No, I mean, I, and he also paid two thousand for the surgery itself. They administered too much ether, and John Dillinger began to swallow his own tongue. Um, they were able to use forceps and punching him in the side to make that better. <laughs> Medicine. Medicine. Uh, so he did come oh. to. He got the plastic surgery done. Um, him and Evelyn at this point. Evelyn. Uh, I don't know if she was captured. She was. She was gotten by somebody when he wasn't there. Yeah. And she is put into jail. And they're trying to draw him out. He just leaves her. Yeah. Um, and meets uh, a woman by the name of Polly. Polly is a prostitute. And her madam goes by the name of Anna Sage. She's a Romanian prostitute in Gary, Indiana. And that's where you find him. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's where you uh, go for, for Romanian prostitutes. Yeah. She was having problems. She was going to be, uh, uh, I almost said exported, and that's not right, deported. Exporting would be a whole other situation. Uh, she was about to be deported from the United States, yeah, so she told... A, what's on your import list? <laughs> she told the FBI, I will tell you where Dillinger is if you keep me from being deported. She set up a thing that... And Polly knew nothing about this. Polly and Dillinger were actually in love. Um, so they, they basically... Were they, said, though? Because he just kind of, like, just found her. <laughs> no, this is a little while okay, later. Okay. But, but uh, she basically sets them up to go to a movie together, and then... They're refusing to leave the apartment without her going to the movie with them. I think Dillinger has become a little bit suspicious, but he's not sure. And she's just like, no, go ahead on it. And he's like, no, come to the come to the movie with him. And she's like, no, I really can't. I can't. And then she promises to make him dinner and all this stuff. So she says, I'm going to go to the store and get some butter so I can make some fried chicken. While she's at the store, she calls the FBI and says, they're going to this movie at this time. Uh, she comes back and says, okay, here's your food. Eat. Okay, you guys go to the movie. I'll be here. Um, and Dillinger takes... Uh, Polly to see Manhattan Melodrama, which is actually a gangster flick starring Clark Gable. Nah. Uh, but agents have now waited outside the theater. They are now ready for him to come out, but they don't want to start a gunfight in a movie theater. So they're waiting for him to Show, leave the theater. Showing restraint. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey guys, we heard about uh, what they did with Bonnie and Clyde. Let's not do that. And you're wrong. This, or I was wrong. You were right. This is the same year that he met Polly and all this stuff. But ah! when they found him, he had a ring from her that said "Love Always, Polly." And like, well, all yeah, promise okay. rings don't mean nothing. <laughs> uh, so Dillinger comes out of the theater. He sees people approaching him. There's differing accounts that either he was aware, unaware, or someone ye yelled "Stop!" But he tries to get his gun out. Is basically what is said. Now, what Polly said is for that entire year, he never carried a gun on him, which I don't believe. Um, <laughs> that she's trying to say that the gun was planted on him after the fact. Yeah. Um, because he never once opened fire. The gun never came out. They opened fire on him. He was killed. Um, was he shot like, in the back of the head? He was shot in the back running down an alleyway. Okay. And actually, two girls near him were also shot because they unloaded oh, down the alleyway. Okay. He, like, he like threw one of the girls running past, and she was hit. Both the girls lived. They were injured, but they, they were just shot. One was shot in the arm, and one was shot like somewhere in the torso, but it went through. But he like used them to try and run away. Uh, he was throw shot. women at the police. The first bullet that hit him, though, hit him in the spine, took him down. He yeah. was paralyzed, and then they, he was killed. Another time where everyone heard, Dillinger's shot! When they, the they coroner got it. there... They were dipping handkerchiefs into his blood and then keeping them. Yeah. The other thing, 
the other thing about Dillinger. Oh, and the other thing. People Aunt, were less weird about like death and like bodies and shit. Like being around. The other like, thing, Anna Sage, the Romanian madam who set this all up, she get deported. Was quickly deported. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw that coming. Um, I didn't see her getting a happy ending. The other thing about John Dillinger, she did say that before he left the house, John Dillinger always carried at least three thousand dollars on him. She watched him take a thousand dollars in fives and put it into one coat pocket. $1,000 in tens in another pocket, and then he had close to $1,000 in 20 in the other pocket. Oh. Whoa. That's, like, a lot of money for 1934. That's walking around money. That's But the funny like thing ton, is, is... That's a ton of money for the, now. The funny thing is, is Dillinger... Yeah, just have on you. Yeah, yeah. Cash. He would keep all those bills separate in every different pocket, and then in a different pocket, he would keep basically a bunch of singles he could use to buy stuff like movie tickets and stuff like that without pulling. I don't know why he always did that because she said he laid out every bit on the bed, folded it up into like a, a roll, and then tucked it into each I pocket. I wonder if keeping the different denominations was so he could have that money but never be seen like pulling out a roll of right. 20s. Right. And maybe it no, was just, no, maybe it was just him thinking that. at any time. He'd pull out the roll of 20s and then sort through it, wouldn't it? Like, no, but he had no, but he, in the pocket. He, he had. He had fives, tens, and twenties, and then in his fourth pocket he had spending money. Oh, so I wonder okay. if he kept three thousand dollars on him in such a way that at any time he may he have to make a run for it. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. That makes and more then, sense. And then he would always know that this pocket was the one. So yes. just, yes. I, just, I just, I just, so he doesn't let people know he has money. I just want something to eat. Here's blah blah blah. So the funny thing is, over here is Dillinger was shot and killed. The FBI watched his body. He was brought in. By the time he reached the morgue. The mortician found $7.70 in one of his pockets. Everything else was empty. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it was later found that a police officer lifted all of the money from his body. Oh, yeah. And the police officer was never charged. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. Especially in that time. Like, <laughs> um, after when people that, were cutting fingers off of bodies. But like, dipping, <laughs> dipping their well, handkerchief his, into fucking... His yeah, embalming, no one cared if some money went missing. His yeah. embalming took forever. They made three, like, death masks that they could put on display of John Dillinger. Yeah. What's a death... Nice. They basically make a mold. A, a mold of your face. You can find them in like some museums. Museums have them. Up, like, yeah. Oh. Death masks. Gross. Uh, they, and they, 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 there's some from like old, time, like yeah. way back people. You can find them, but they, they did those up through, like fucking a while. Like, yeah. I think they like there's people from like the '60s. His know, that uh, died, like, wow. Like, yeah. And he had to be buried in cement. So that great no one robbers would, would not mess oh, with the okay, body. Okay. So he was actually buried in a, a layer of cement, which they've done for quite a few people. They did it for H.H. H. Holmes was buried in cement. Yeah, he requested that so that no one would mess with his body. Yeah. Because he, he, he messed with people's bodies. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, if that was the irony but of that. the other thing is John Dillinger's tombstone has had to been replaced three or four times now because That's people keep skip. chipping yeah. off pieces of it to keep it which it's not even like a souvenir it's he a rock that was placed after he was it. dead yeah, like that's not he, he didn't carry that around with him so people are taking that all the time but that's i'm sorry that the last episode of outlaws was a little bit darker <laughs> but these were some some murderous outlaws that's yeah, our, mean, they, that's they our had, trend they have they had a pretty high body count it's not like they were good people no 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 and and it's there it's modern enough even though it's still far enough back the, like the, these two here well three bonnie and clyde and dillinger they're modern enough that where we actually have accounts of everything they did and so we actually yeah. see how bad like because with some of the outlaws like because like, even with jesse james it's like they might have murdered a bunch of abolitionists but we don't really know if he was there yeah. and like it's not really clear we don't really know who billy the kid killed so there is just more of this just you know gray area just like yeah they were outlaws but, yeah, but like these guys were just like oh no we know everybody they fucking murdered you know, right? we know, like, when we know documents of them changing their faces and and, yeah. and their habits of hiding bills and stuff like oh, yeah we, and we, all we, these we people know, were interviewed yeah. because again i talked about this with outlaws so many people around bonnie clyde and dillinger turned themselves in and then told everything that happened they told their stories right to get lesser sentences yeah so we're outlaws until we get caught and then we're rats and then, and then, but i mean like that's it's it's no honor among thieves man. yeah i know I've been there. But but no snitching. Yeah, that's snitches. the policy. Snitches don't get bitches. Is that is that no, that's how it goes? That's not it. I don't think so. I like it, but I'm. <laughs> just I'm keeping it. Uh, so that's that's the end of Outlaw Month. Uh, so well, the little conclusion. We're we're going a little longer in this one, but we right. we tend to. But uh, uh, thoughts, gentlemen, on, on uh, Outlaw Month. Outlaws, interesting. Uh, not a long life expectancy. No, no, and that's, nope. that's which, which, I mean, unless you're super, unless yeah. you're super polite, unless you're unless you're super polite. That's what we're going to leave you with, listeners. Is manners matter? Or your Wyatt Earp. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, either you're really polite or a god. Yeah. yeah a, a, a demigod yeah. who looks a lot like Kurt Russell. Right? Honestly. The, the thing I take away from this, uh, Depression Era sounds awful. I never want oh, to live there. No, no, the Old West, I always look back and I'm like, it seems like it's really cool, but man, I don't think I would want to live well, very see, but no. also, like, also, though, too, you hear all those stories, and there is there was, like, shit back then, but you also hear a lot of... A lot of the towns are actually way tamer than they were. Like, Deadwood is always an infamous town for being just, like, crazy. But actually, it wasn't that bad. Right. There were just a couple of things that happened over the course of, like, a, you know, yeah. a lot of... So, but then you, but then also in that time, you hear, like, about, you know, like, we made the joke of, of your barber was also your dentist. That was a real thing. Dentistry wasn't a thing yet. No. You know, so... And was medicine like, was awful. Yeah, oh, so... Oh, gosh. So, so, just the general living there was fine. But the odds of actually being shot in the face by an outlaw were actually pretty rare. Pretty low. But, you know... <laughs> But still, your your dentist, uh, barber, might shoemaker, cobbler, uh, might uh, haberdasher, chef, but yeah, uh, it might dietitian it might just stick mercury on your balls. Just might, yeah, why yeah. not? Might no, give, he's him that, give him that <laughs> give him that nice shine. Yeah. No, 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 he's gonna uh, do that. Make make your balls shiny and chrome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I can tell what temperature it is. And that and that <laughs> makes sense too because the Wild West was kind of like Mad Max. That was, a little bit uh, shiny yeah. and chrome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, this. Uh, like, I forgot how much of the Dillinger and Bonnie and Clyde story I actually knew. I actually, I mean, and, uh, yeah, I've seen movies and I know those aren't right, but actually, I have the general chunks down, right. you know. So knowing them, but yeah, it is, it is having, having more details is more of a bummer. It like, is, it, yeah. it makes it, it makes it sadder actually knowing the whole story. Well, and the sad, the, the reason that I think it was such a bummer is they had other things in their life and they, they did have dark past with all the crime and stuff that they were in very, I mean, all of them early on, teenagers, they were involved in this stuff. But, like, I guess it's, like, the big moments in their life, once they're outlaws, are horrific moments. The things yeah. that make news aren't the times that things were going well. It's the times that things blew up. It's all yeah, the big yeah, yeah. the big climax moments is, like, that's the stuff that's in the history. Yeah. That's why it's rough. It's every time there's a shootout or a robbery or a murder. I mean, or... and, that, and that tracks. That makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, because now the only thing, you know, we like when a celebrity's life goes to shit more yeah. than when they win an award. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. So it started it started changing from, oh, they got away with it. It started being like, oh, my God, they fucking got shot in the face. They got they, caught. This happened. Oh, like, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Fun stuff, but yeah, like we we've said it several times, but like I didn't realize how short lived some of those Wild West outlaws were. How short... I've made it longer than pretty much everyone we talked about, except for uh, except nice for guy. Black Bart, except for Black Bart. Well, Black Bart is the only one. But I think I've outlived every other outlaw so far. I, th- I think we all have. We, we all have. Yeah, because they, they none of them made it past like twenty six. Uh, I think. Uh, uh, it was either Clyde or Dillinger. At least made it to thirty one. Dillinger. Got, I think he made it to his thirties. I think, but yeah, uh, yeah, Bonnie and Clyde didn't. But oh, no, Dillinger they, didn't they also, died at twenty five and twenty. Dillinger yeah. also kept with the theme of fucking a family member because that, yeah, that oh, was in there a couple boy. times. Oh, that was that you, all those old uh, cousins. They all fucked Jesse cousins. James hooked up with his cousin. That's, that's strange because it was you were going through some of the the stories in the other episodes and it was like yeah they uh, fucked their cousin and like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, their their first yeah. cousin named yeah. uh, with a swizzle or whatever her name was swizzle <laughs> oh uh, uh, Zerelda Zerelda and old Zemems 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 was his cousin Zerelda was his mom. Oh, they both, were they, they both named Zerelda? Zerelda. They were both yeah. named Zerelda. But, but, but the other one we called Zemems. Uh, she didn't want to have the same name as his mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your cousin. Let's not make this weird. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, since it's the last episode of the month, we'll tell you what next month's topic is, because that's what we do. Yep. And next month's topic is going to be rivalries. Ooh, yeah. That's what we're getting into. It's gonna be, we're going to like Edison Tesla, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Lincoln Douglas. Yep. Sports rivalries. Sports rivalries. Or maybe products. Coke, Pepsi. Coke, Pepsi. Uh, uh, Mars, Hershey. I don't sure, know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll start it. We'll Nintendo, start. Sega. I don't know. Sure, yeah. but we're going to... We'll, so it's gonna that one's going to be a little more all over... And the facets of, of just the world, either, you know, different types of... It's not going to yep. be just in one uh, focused... What am I trying to say? Someone help me. It's, it's going to be lots of topics. It's Thank going you. to be Under very... the same heading. It's going to be very eclectic. Thank you. Ooh, yeah, that, that helped. That yeah. saved me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll get into that. That one's going to be fun and interesting. And maybe we'll uh, we'll start a rivalry with a different podcast. Let's start doing... Let's start... Ooh, ooh, let's, let's start finding people we want to start shit with. Let's go pick a fight, let's guys. Let's pick a fight with a different podcast. I'm <laughs> angry. Let's go pick a fight. <laughs> 
But until <laughs> then, subscribe to us on iTunes and leave five-star reviews and, mm-hmm. and like us on Facebook and yep. follow us on Twitter at AdvancedBS and email us AdvancedBSPodcast at gmail.com and, and be like Black Bart and be nice. Yeah, yeah. Manners, yeah. manners matter. Manners do matter. Manners matter and you'll fucking get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. Yep. Bye! Later!